speak for a few moments of time on Jesus made us a promise. Yeah, he did. He made us a promise. But you know, a lot of people doesn't really know who Jesus is. And he is the God of the eternal ages. Hallelujah. He not He's not just a baby born in a stable. That spirit that housed him is the one that spoke this world into existence. That same spirit you can have today if we only recognize who Jesus really is. Do you realize that your troubles can minimize when you know who Jesus is? But you will encounter other troubles. I'm not here to tell you it's going to be a bed of roses because the devil is upset with anyone that wants to serve God and serve Him right. But I am here to tell you that Jesus is here to help you. He's not here bodily because he went away in a cloud. But he sent back a comforter. Something that will comfort us. Something that will walk with us and talk with us and live with us. Every day of our life, if we choose it. But we must choose to let Jesus be the God of our life. Hallelujah. You give me just a couple of minutes, I'll preach to you. But I tell you, I'm not a man of high education. Because God taught me everything that I know. No, God didn't reach down and and lead my hand one by one on the things that I do. But he made it possible for me to learn the things that I know. I know as a young man of about In my early 20s, I encountered a position in a factory that I was the superintendent. And we was doing a lot of remodeling and building and hiring professional men to come in and do things. And I had the opportunity, the door was there, and I walked through that door hired one of the best electricians in Zanesville and I got to know him and I said, Ronnie, how would you like to have an employee that you don't have to pay? And he said, I don't understand. And I said, I am making you a proposition that I'll work for you for a whole year. You don't have to pay me a dime but I'm going to pick your brain until I know what you're doing. 
He said, you mean you want me to train you? And I said, yes, sir. And you're not going to want any money? And I said, no, sir. He said, you're hired. Man, when you start pulling wire the size of your wrist, almost the size of your wrist, through some conduit, it's pretty heavy wire. And it takes a lot of pulling and a lot of greasing up. But I learned things that I didn't even think I would ever have the ability to learn because I didn't have the schooling to do that. But Ronnie taught them to me. Ronnie Sletzer was his name. And when that year was up, he said, Dan, now do you want to go to work for me and I'll pay you? And I said, no, I don't want to work for you. I said, God didn't tell me that. He's got other places for me to go, other things to do. And I've done the same thing with a licensed plumber. And I learned that trade, as much of it as I could learn in that one year of not paying. Then I got connected with a machine shop. And if I was to tell you I could run a bridge port, you'd say, well, it's down the road here. That's the wrong kind of bridge port. A bridge port is a machine that's in a machine shop. It's an end mill. I learned to run bridge ports and lathe. I learned to do those things. Read micrometers. I learned to do those things because God had a plan for me. See, God opens doors for people. But we have to walk through the door. God has opened the door in this church to many people. But they have to walk through the door. And I'd like to preach to you and teach to you a little bit today. And I'll try to hurry the best I can. And I remember, you folks might remember Tingyu, my adopted daughter. From, where's she from? Taiwan. Taiwan. I couldn't even think where she's from. From Taiwan. She talks to me at least two or three times a month. She's coming back over to see me. But on Sunday, she would say to me, Daddy, how many pages of notes have you got today? And I'd say, Ting Yu, I've got five or six or whatever. And she, That's too many. That's too many, Daddy. You don't need that many notes. Too long, too long. <laughs> so today I only have two pages of notes. Ting Yu would be happy. <laughs> Amen. But I'd like to direct your attention to the book of St. John. The 14th chapter, beginning at verse number 8. Jesus made us a promise. But he was talking with his apostles. And Philip said unto him in verse number 8, Lord, 
show us the Father. And it suffieth, or if you don't understand that word suffieth, it will satisfy us if you just show us the Father. You know, you tell a lot of things and people hear a lot of things, but Philip was being in the natural and he said, Jesus, just show us who this Father is. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. But the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Then he says to Philip and the rest of them, Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. And if you can't believe that, believe me for the very work's sake. See, if, you, if you're having trouble this morning believing that God and Jesus are the same, then just believe it for the work's sake. Just believe it for the sake of what we're doing, winning souls, that their lives will be changed and they'll see that Jesus is the one they need to cry out to and make heaven their eternal home. Hallelujah. But listen, let's go on. Verse number 12, he said, Verily, verily, in other words, sit up and take notice. I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall ye do. I suggest to you today to look around. We know the stories. Sister Crane covered a few of them. Of how great our God is. Jesus opened the blinded eyes. He made the lame to walk. He brought the dead back from the grave. But then Jesus said, and if you have a good Bible, it'll be in red for you so that you know that Jesus said it. Look what he said one more time. Greater works than these shall he do. But the greater part of these works is by volume. Not something spectacular. But Jesus was talking about volume. You will be able to do more of a volume of work 
than I do. You know why? Because he said, I go unto my Father. See, I can't stay here any longer, Jesus said. It's impossible for me to stay here, but I'm giving you the same power to be able to do the things that I do. You can do the same works that I do. You say, well, God isn't inside of me, but He can be. Hello? Now watch. i got to keep going because, man, I'm just getting excited up here. And I, I get excited when I read this stuff. Watch what he says. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. See, Jesus was laying down a foundation. He's saying, look, men, You'll be able to do greater works than I've done. More volume than what I have done. Healing eyes. Making the lame to walk. Calling back the dead from the grave. From the bedside. Listen, you can do these things. Because you've got more time. You've got your whole lifespan. I have to go back to the Father. You can do it. But let's go on. He said this in verse number 14. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. A lot of people take that scripture clear out of context because they say, oh, I want a new house and I'm going to ask God for it. I want a new car and I'm going to ask God for it. And they didn't deliver. God's talking to his men, his apostles. He talks to ladies today in the same group setting. You can do greater works. In other words, it's not about you. It's what you do for others. Are you with me? See, it's time that we get off of this here threshold that we're on. And it's all about what I do. No, it's not what about you do. It's what God does through you because you have the power to move in the presence of God. But we got to bring ourselves to the place and say, yes, God. He said, whatever you ask, when you're doing these things, when you're praying for the sick, ask it in my name. Hello? Uh When you're trying to get somebody to get a healing for their body, ask it in my name. If somebody needs salvation, ask it in my name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, the name of Jesus is what makes the devil flee from you. But only through the name of Jesus. Listen, he went a little further and he said, If you love me, keep my commandments. I didn't keep one up here. 
Everyone get one of these this morning? I mean, at least every family get one of these? I'm not going to preach on this today, but I wanted you to have a copy of them because later on I'm going to use it a little bit. But I want you to understand, Wednesday evening, come out and be with us. Because Wednesday evening, I'm going to expound upon these. But listen, Jesus didn't stop. He had the attention of his men. And in verse number 16, he said, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Now, what was he saying here? You understand this word comforter here is a capital C. When you see comforter as capital C in the scripture, it means the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I wish I could go another direction right now. But listen. He said, I'm going to pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. See, Jesus said to them, I can't stay here. I got to leave. And I know right now I'm your helper. I help you to get over your problems and your troubles and your trials, and I help you. But I've got to leave. And when I leave, I'm going to send back another comforter. One that will abide with you forever. Unless you kick him out. Hello? Now watch. He went on in verse number 17. Even the Spirit, notice this word Spirit, capital S, When you see it, capital S for spirit, it's the Holy Ghost. He said, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. See, the world don't know who Jesus is. All you have to do is listen to the news for five minutes and you understand Washington don't even know there's a God. Hello? Friend, listen to what I'm saying to you. Anybody in the world does not know who God is. Oh, yes. A lot of people go to churches. A lot of churches hold services just like we're doing today. But I guarantee you they're not going to understand like you people will understand if you'll stay with me just for a few more moments. Because Jesus Christ is God. But let's go on. I don't want to get ahead of what I'm trying to tell you. He said, the world can't see him. The world doesn't know him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you. That's Jesus dwelling with them. And shall be in you. Then he says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but ye see me because I live, ye shall live also. 
at that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. Oh, hallelujah. I'd love to take the time to tell you that that God that spoke the world into existence, he came down here on earth and walked in a man called Jesus. And Jesus ascended up into the heavens and sent back his spirit. What spirit? The spirit that spoke the world into existence. And that same spirit today can live within you. And when it lives within you, you have the same power that God had in the beginning because he gave it to us. Hallelujah. Listen, friend. I don't know how much of this you're grasping real quickly, but let me hurry along. I want you to really pay attention to this last scripture. He says, He that hath my commandments. Now you can have them on a piece of paper today, but you know where he wants them? He wants them in your heart. So that when something pops up, you're going to know it. But this isn't all of them. There's 613 commandments throughout the Bible. But all of them isn't for us. All of them isn't for men. Some of them are just for women. Some of them are just for men. Some of them are just for the priest. But friend, these are the ones that Jesus was talking about. Put them in your heart. Know what they say. I put them on a paper for you. You can take that paper home, put it in a frame, and hang it on the wall so you can look at it every once in a while. But listen as we hurry along. He said, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. And I will love him. Jesus says, I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Now here's the part I wanted you to see. You see, when you get God's word inside of you to the place that you understand it, God wants to be seen. God's not a God that stays behind the scene. That's why he brought Jesus down here to walk on the face of the earth and to show us how to live, show us how to talk, show us how to walk, show us how to deal with problems. But when we hold on to the word of God and his commandments, and we love Him. And we show our love to Him. The Bible says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. In other words, we're here today to worship and to praise and to magnify God. See, and when we do that, 
We're showing him that we love him. We come out to the house of worship and we begin to praise him and worship him and magnify his name. But he said, hallelujah, I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Jesus has told us a promise. If we keep his commandments and we love him, he will manifest his self through us. In other words, we don't have to go up to somebody and say, hey, I'm a Christian. You know why? They're going to be able to tell you're a Christian by the way you act, by the way you talk. Years ago, sitting in my father-in-law's home, he had a kind of a family reunion. Some folks that I'd never met, Never knew. And I had two of those ladies come up to me and said, there's something a little different about you. I don't mean to insult you, but are you a preacher? I said, you're not insulting me. You're making me feel pretty good right now. Because they could see that my conduct was not the same as everybody else's in the house. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know how many company parties that I've been in. And I traveled to ten different countries around this world. And I've never left Jesus anywhere. I took him with me. And when you're in Europe for breakfast, for lunch, and for dinner, you drink wine. It's just part of the culture. Nobody gets drunk, but they drink it like we drink water. We go to the restaurant. We'd sit down. The first thing they do is grab the bottle and start to pour it around. They come to mine and I put my hand over the top of it. And my employer would say to the waiter, he doesn't drink. Several times I've been asked, why won't you drink some wine? Jesus drank it. I said, I'm not Jesus. I'm only a servant. The servant wasn't allowed to have it. You have to listen to what the Lord says. But you know how many parties that I've been in that my employer would come to me and say, you can leave anytime you want. I know you're uncomfortable. I said, thank you, and I'd leave. Because... The parties was not my type of party. Next Sunday will be my kind of party. When the church people get together and start eating. Friend, let me tell you something. Jesus will manifest himself 
in you if you love him and you keep his commandments. He will manifest himself. He will bring himself out and let people see that you belong to Jesus Christ. Jesus made us a promise. Jesus said, I will manifest myself to you. I will demonstrate to you who I am. I will display. I will reveal. I will express who I am. Jesus was trying to explain to his apostles. He was not always going to be with them as a person. Jesus said, I will not always be here to comfort, to encourage you. But in John 14 and 15, he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. 14 and 16 of John says, I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Abide with you forever. He will never depart from you. Not like the body of Jesus is going to go away. It was going to go away. But the Holy Ghost will stay with you and not depart. John 14 and 17 says, Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, Neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and he shall be in you. Hallelujah. 14 and 18 says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. I will come to you. Friend, I don't know if you're hearing this this morning. Sometimes we have problems. Sometimes we have trouble to the place that we almost can't hardly bear that problem that we're having. Whether it be sickness or or financial problems or whatever it might be, we just can't hardly bear it. Jesus said, I will come to you. Yes. Yes. You don't have to come to him. He'll come to you. Mm -hmm. As long as you love him, and keep his commandments. Hello? See, if we keep the commandments, we do them on a regular basis. There's only one God. He taught that lesson from the very beginning of time. One God. Where our churches today believe there's three gods. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. We don't have three gods. We have one God with three manifestations. God can appear any way he wants to appear. You know why? He's God. God can do anything he wants to do. Because he's God. But then look. As I even go a little, just a little bit further. In John 16 and 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him 
Where? Unto you. See, he is sending him back to us. Today, we accept Jesus Christ. The world today and churches around this world will ask people, how many of you want to accept Jesus Christ in your heart? And people will come to the altar. They'll put their hands up in the air. Repeat after me. And they'll say a prayer. And they'll say some words. But I'm telling you today that if you want to accept Jesus Christ, there's one way to do it. And Peter taught it in the book of Acts. He said, repent. Be baptized in Jesus' name. That's going down in a watery grave. That's receive ye the Holy Ghost. See, when you repent, when you're sorry for your life that you've lived, whether it be a good life or a bad life, it doesn't make any difference. The Bible says we're all born in sin and shaped in iniquity. We have come into this world in a way that we didn't choose. But Jesus made a way out. And if we will find Jesus by a repenting stage at an altar, God, I'm sorry. I didn't know. God, I want to belong to you. I need your help. I need that comforter. Oh, listen. How many of you folks, you mamas and you daddies, that's had children, had a comfort that they had with them, a blanket. And those kids carried that comfort. I'll tell you of a kid that still carries a comfort, don't you tell her when she comes around here. Sarah still carries her comfort. That thing is shredded in pieces. It's just maybe about this big. It's ugly looking. Every once in a while, she'll leave it somewhere. Forget it. It gets lost. She goes berserk. I'm te- Sister Nelson, am I telling the truth? She goes berserk until she can get that comforter. That little, worn out, shredded down blanket that she had from birth. Listen, friend. When you get to the place that you want Jesus Christ as a comforter, that same way, I'm not going to do without Him. I need Him in my life. He's the only one that can teach me. I can show you pictures. I can take you to the candle factory where I used to work for, for 20 years. And I can show you machinery that I built. That God give me the ability and the knowledge and the wisdom on how to build it. Automation. Our factory at one time had 600 plus employees. And my employer said to me, Dan Nelson, is there any way you can make this line, production line, to where we don't have so many employees but more Production. I said yes. Always said yes, whether I could or not. And then I would go to my closet. 
God, you know that this is my means of, of supporting my family. I need your help. I've stuck my, line, my, my name on the line again, and I need your help. God, give me the thoughts. Give me the way to do this. And in the sight of one year, I put over 200 people out of work. Man, what kind of guy are you? Off of those production lines, but they give them other jobs. But I'm telling you, only by the power of God, I could do those type of things. I'm not a smart person. I'm telling you the facts. My wife already knows it. But I'm telling you that I can't do anything unless I talk to God first. God, let me know. Let me know how to do this. Lord, I want to be that servant that is pleasing to you. In closing today as our musicians come, in John the 16th chapter beginning at verse number 13. How be it when he, the Spirit, capital S, of truth has come. He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. You want to know what's going to happen at the end of time? You want to know about Armageddon? You want to know about what Jesus is coming and what he's going to do at the end of time with everybody? Then get a hold of Jesus. Because when he's inside of you, when you live the life of God wants you to live, he will show you the things that's going to happen. Hallelujah. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine. He shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. That's what Jesus said. Everything the Father has is mine. You know why? Because him and the Father are one. Hallelujah. Therefore said I, that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. Friend, I'm saying to you today that Jesus made us a promise. He made us a promise. And if we keep our end of the deal, the deal is you love God. And you keep His commandments. And anything you ask, He's going to give it to you. Because He told us that in the Word. But I'm saying to you today this. If you don't have Jesus Christ in your life, you really need Him in your life today. I don't know how I could function without Jesus. From the age of 16, when I found myself at an altar weeping and crying before God, went down in that water in the precious name of Jesus Christ, came up out of that water speaking in that heavenly language, 
Today, in November, I will be 75 years of age, and I'm still on fire for God because I know what God can do. I know what He has done in my life. I know what He can do for you. Now, y'all know that about a year ago, I had a knee replacement. That's one of the worst surgeries that I've ever been through in my entire life. Man, it hurt. I mean, it hurt. It hurt bad. If it hadn't have been for my wife, I would have overdosed on the medicine to get rid of the pain. That's how bad it was. And for a long time, up until just maybe six months ago, I still wasn't walking very good. But today, I am. And I want you to know that sometimes the pain was so bad, and my wife, bless her heart. <laughs> bless her heart. Bless her little heart. We'd be sitting on the couch. A lot of times she'd get up and get me whatever I wanted. But then something clicked in her head. I don't know what it was. But sometimes she'll just say, well, just go get it. And I'm thinking to myself, you got two good legs, woman. Get up and go get it for me. I'm the one hurting, not you. But through her wisdom, she made me get up. And that exercise. Sometimes, sometimes, Sister Joanne, we get lazy. Don't we? <laughs> Sister Joanne's a caregiver. She knows what I'm talking about. The people she cares for sometimes gets lazy. Sometimes we all get lazy. But you know what? We get lazy with God also. Sometimes we're enjoying, we're, we come to church and we sit and we enjoy the music. We enjoy the presence of the Lord. We enjoy what's going on. But I'll tell you, if you start coming alive with Jesus and you put your hands in the air and you say, God, I love you, and you begin to praise Him and worship Him, God will change your attitude. 